If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this awesome episode of the Mind Pump, so for the first 45 minutes, we do our introductory conversation. Not too much about fitness. Here's what we talked about. We started out by talking about auto-sexuality. What the hell is that? It's not having sex with your car. Autobots. Even weirder than that. Then we talked about smooth face and how Adam, Justin, and myself all decided to shave our faces, and we didn't even talk about it. It was really yeah. weird. Yeah, baby face. Then I talked about the movie on uh, Netflix, Dawn Wall, more rock climbing craziness. These people are very driven. Uh, we talked about Viori, one of the companies that we work with. This company is blowing up. What's the category of clothing they provide? Ath- Athleisure. Athleisure. Leisure. Uh, it's the best workout clothing that we've ever had on our bodies. Um, and they are one of our sponsors. If you go to Viori Clothing, V-U-O-R-I, clothing.com forward slash mind pump, you'll get 25% off. Then we talked about Instagram promotion pitfalls. We mentioned Alex Jones on the Joe Rogan podcast. That was a lot of fun. That was a we, crazy uh, good listen. We talked about declassified government operations. If you want to get paranoid, listen to that part of the episode. We talked about the CEO of the Giants getting a little rough with his wife and losing his job. Yikes. We mentioned Organifi's new product. You have to pre-order it now. It's not out yet, but if you pre-order it, you will get it as soon as it comes out. The product's called Immunity. It is designed to boost your immune system, and it looks really awesome. We haven't tried it yet, but uh, if it's like their other products, we're going to love it. Uh, if you go to Organifi.com forward slash Mind Pump and use the code Mind Pump, you'll get 20% off. Adam talked about his swimming routine again. We talked about Katrina's pregnancy and her training. Um, and then we get into the fitness questions. Here we go. The first fitness question was, what are the pros and cons of low-carb bulking? So if you're trying to gain muscle and gain weight, um, can you do it with a low-carbohydrate diet? If so, is it easier? Is it harder? Uh, what's the scoop? The next question was, um, there was an article that T Nation just published. Now, we love their website. They've got great articles. And they just published an article about how foam rolling isn't good for you because it destroys cells in your body. Do we agree or do we disagree? Find out in that part of this episode. Mm, Skeptical hippo. The next question, uh, somebody wanted to know about our opinions on the P-Volve trend. P-Volve. It's a new way to work out. Um, I'm going to give you the uh, the cliff notes. It's bullshit, but yeah. find out more. Let's call it Devolve. In that part of the episode. And the final question, uh, we give our opinions on DNA testing diets. In other words, if uh, you take a DNA test from 23andMe and it tells you you should eat a particular way, should you take that information to heart or should you take it with a grain of salt? Also, this month, MAPS Aesthetic the aesthetic-focused workout program, the workout program that was based off of bodybuilder training, physique competitor training, bikini competitor training, is 50% off. It's half off. All you got to do is go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. Use the code BLACK50, B-L-A-C-K-5-0, for the discount. By the way, Maps Aesthetic is getting revamped and redone. If you enroll now or if you're already a member, if you already have access to Maps Aesthetic, you will get updated for free. Again, mapsfitnessproducts.com. Use the code BLACK50 for half off Maps Aesthetic. Go check it out now. You ever watch those YouTube videos of those guys that'll like do pranks in different areas? 
And there was this one prank where this dude goes in this neighborhood and he starts a fight with like pretty nefarious looking people. And as soon as they get up to fight him, he rips off his pants. Oh, yeah, yeah. He got breakaways. Yeah, yeah. And he's wearing a thong. Yeah. And they always run away. Yeah, everybody runs away. Nobody ever fights a dude that's naked. Is this a secret between the or behind the the grapes? What do you mean? The grape underwear? (laughs) Yes. Is this the secret? (laughs) Always ready. Them grapes. I'll have you know my underwear are not thong. They're just Speedo. It's just really saran wrap tight. Yeah, they're just Speedo. Oh, my God. I was watching uh, old home. I was at my parents' house the other night, and my dad hooked up his old camcorder to the TV. So we were watching- VHS? Yeah. Camcorder? Yeah. Wow. So we were watching old uh, videos from when I was- maybe 12 or 13 years old and we had visited Italy and here I am a 12 year old maybe 12 years old and I'm on the beach and my dad's filming me with a camera and I start flexing this is before I started lifting weights <laughs> I was already obsessed with, wow. with like muscle and I'm like trying to flex and you know do all these different things and yeah. my shorts were short so if I showed you guys there's a, <laughs> a little too short I've got a photo Dude, of me awkward. when we I'm in how old are you in fourth grade Fourth grade, you're. Let's see, my daughter's oh. nine and she's in third. So 10, 11, 10, so 11. 10, 11. Yeah. So there's there's me posing on a coffee table just like this one, you know, in my flexing, in my red underwear, in my red chonies. Nice. Yeah. So that was. Uh, and Were my, you obsessed with like muscle early on? Yes. Yeah. Same. But not like I wasn't like into the like I wasn't really watching bodybuilding. Like, I know you were sure. reading more and watching more. I started watching bodybuilding later on. Yeah, it you was posters. Uh, I was a big fan of uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger because of the movies and oh, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, I'm sure you were, you guys both right. You had oh, I I that's the thing is I loved action movies and you know I thought they're all badass but I wasn't like. I didn't really get into muscles till probably like later in junior high where I realized that I was wearing like a t-shirt underneath my uh my tank tops because like my arms were like just sticks you yeah. know and then that bothered me after a while I was like I started seeing everybody else didn't have the undershirt. Dude, try this, and then I started building up my muscles. <laughs> give, give him the move. Give him the move, Sal. No, no, no. Try, no, no, no. <laughs> try, try this, sir. <laughs> try this move. It makes it look He's great. like, go to the bathroom, do fifty push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Try this out. Look at an old picture of yourself when yeah. you were a kid, when you thought you were so skinny. You weren't that bad. Mm. You weren't that bad. Mark my words. I wa- I saw the video of myself when I was twelve. It's before I started lifting weights. You think and so? I, w- I was so insecure about being skinny, and I'm watching it, and I I'm like- tiny, dude. I'm like, I'm just a normal- Like, most 12-year-old boys are fucking skinny. There's yeah, no- I don't know. I can't- I don't know if I can get on board with you on that one. I was abnormally skinny. Mm. Like, you- I My ribs, you could see them. We need to bring pictures. Yeah, I'll bring some pictures. Yeah, yeah. But 12-year-old- 11, 12, 13-year-old boys, that's what they look yeah, like. Yeah, but what, what, what I will agree with you is the difference between me- and then the, what we thought were like buff kids were was probably ten pounds, you know. Maybe, so, yeah, right. So Maybe. it wasn't, it, it, and he was just shorter, right? So he yeah. was shorter, weighed a few more pounds, yeah. and so he looked like he was so much. Yeah. So I think your, uh, I think the the spectrum is is much I, smaller. Yeah. Did you guys ever used to like draw yourself? Like in class, like you draw yourself. Like I used to draw myself all the time with having like big ass muscles. Else, you were a narcissist even when you were little. And huh? and like tattoos and everything. On <laughs> what myself. else? Did, what else did you draw? A lot of Justin? penises. Like, yeah, <laughs> like flying ones, just like that movie. You did. I totally did that show. You drew brother. a lot of dicks. And I drew a lot of Mario Brothers, like Mario Brothers being like Rambo, 
and they would like blow each other up and sh- I don't know why. So we need to break this down psychologically. Okay. Mario, huge video game when we were kids. Huge. You the, were obsessed. The, the, I was obsessed. Obsessed. 100%. With Mario Brothers. Yeah. There was an obsession. I fucking, <laughs> it was like setting you up right then now. Was, Here. Then, there, then, there, then he drew pictures of himself buffed with tattoos. This has nothing shit. to do with you. He wants to <laughs> By be. By the way, just because they're Italian. He wants to be, you know, muscular and strong. Yeah. Right. Penises. Then he draws. draws. <laughs> What does this tell us? It's just a lot of obsessions. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guy who worships Arnold and these these bodybuilders has posters in their room and not their penises. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No pictures of chicks. Just, no, the, just dudes. Well, Sal, Sal still hasn't grown out of the 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 layer the wife beater layers, which is what I used yeah. to do when I was. I, a kid. I also drew titties. By when way. I was a kid. <laughs> We used to do <laughs> just FYI. We used to do the wife beater tank top followed by uh, a white t-shirt with a normal shirt on top of that. That was like yeah. the, that was the, so, so I, you looked so you looked fuller. So you, know? you yeah. got you got to understand I don't wear the wife beater to layer cuz I really don't care. It just feels secure. I'm sure that's what you I think you've been telling that story for most it's of your, your thunder vest. Dude, right? It started that, that way. That's your doggy thunder vest. I listen, <laughs> if I show you if I show you pictures or videos of my family eating dinner outside in the summer, Nine out of ten of the men will be wearing a wife beater at the dinner table yeah. outside. It's just it, there's nothing I can do about it. Anyway, Justin, <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's in my DNA. Yeah, Justin, yeah. you you drawing yourself reminds me of this article, the one that I tagged you on. So you guys didn't do that. Oh, oh gosh. drawing ourselves. No, yeah. no, no, no. Wow, I didn't okay. draw pictures of penises fine, either. Fine. Ever. I don't think I ever did that once. Why? Um, it's, it's cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, proud of mine. So I, I please God, if you could bring in one of those old. Like I, I'll try and find paper. some. I'll try and find That'd some. That'd be the greatest thing ever. No, this article this, like, comes in with like poster paper. This is the scale. Dicks just <laughs> all over it. Listen to this article though. Check this out. I this is the one I tagged you on, Adam. I, yeah, I saw that asshole. The age. Ready for this? There's a new sexual orientation. Autosexual, or what'd you call it? Yes. No. Yes. What? <laughs> There's a new. So I, I thought for sure we have now. There's every sexual orientation has now been covered. Like, yeah. Like what else is like what else yeah. is there? There's nothing. You else. got people, you know, dressed in in fox and, and yeah. bunny suits, yeah, banging p- pansexuals that, and queer normal. sexual, homosexual, and you know, bisexual, I mean, bisexual. I mean, whatever you want to call it. There's there's you know asexual. There's everything. I'm like, okay, we have completely. Yeah, nope. That there's a new one. It, right. It's called autosexual, and this is for people who are sexually attracted cars to themselves. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> not automobile. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah, like, they're like banging. Exhausts. They're sexually attracted to themselves. What? Yeah. So there's this whole article about uh, this person getting interviewed, and they're talking about how like what they like to do is light candles and. Now you tagged you tagged me, like, but hey if we you. were to do a survey on Mind Pump, who's hey most you. likely to be an autosexual? I'm pretty sure you would win this. You think so? I think so. We got a basis now, off of uh, selfies. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, of weirdness, this is how crazy is this? We all must be connected somehow telepathically or some way we're connected. I definitely think that there's something weird going on because all of us had beards. It's the hive mind. All of us had beards. Nobody talked about shaving their face at all. There was no discussion of this. There was no like, hey, I'm going to shave my face. It was no. going to be smooth. Nobody said shit. Show up to work Monday. I walk in. I think you guys are bunch make, of baby faces. I yeah. I'm like, you guys are gonna make fun of me because my face is all smooth. Everybody shaved their face. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. the fuck? It is was going in the on air. Here? It's like Google or or Facebook. Like I feel like you guys are listening to me or something. <laughs> I just figured you guys copied me. Yeah, really? No, yeah. I, I trim mine short. I have my own mind, so I'm, I'm surprised you guys were on board. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. Does yeah. it feel weird when you shave it at first? Cold. Uh, cold. 
it would. I think it's just. Uh, I like to do this where I I have a a look for a while and then I switch it. You know, I like to. It just. I don't know. Makes things feel fresh and new. And I like to do it when I'm when I'm making a change somewhere else in my life. So mm-hmm. like recently, this whole new swim kick that I'm on, you know, so I'm on on that right now. And so you're like, I'm a new person. Right. Shave yeah. It off. And yeah. I'm trying to create this this new habit in my life. You're and like so, an emo girl. And you just, e- yeah, you know, they change, they change their yeah. style. Like, you know, I was just tired of harassing. Do emos change their style? I thought it's all black, everything all the time. No, I think it's their hair color. They change all the time. Eh, it's purple one day. Oh, it's pink now. It's no, green. I'm different. I don't think so. New piercing. No? No. Right. Anyway, wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> but, wrong person. But, you, but you, you, you do that because you're in a new mode. Yeah. Yeah. I did it when I was competing. I, I, I did it, uh, you know, I would it went in bulk. I would grow the beard out, and then I'd be all bearded out, let it go, and then when I go to a cut, I would shave it all off. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. It's not like something that I, I read somewhere or someone told me I should do. It's just my beard just got itchy, so yeah. I had to go. You have yeah. to wash your face though. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably. See, I would like to see you haven't out of all of us, you've you've committed the least to that. Like you have commitment issues. I feel like I don't. Wow. You have. I'd like to see you grow mm. a beard, like a Jordan Shallow beard. See now, that, yeah, but he would look way aggressive, dude. I, yeah, Justin's. I would scare people. That's got so I, much. That's like when I used to shave my head, and then you know, it's just for the the pure fact that it felt better when I'd wear a we, helmet. Yeah, and it was just like I would just. I'm just so white that it, it, it turned into a, ra- a racist thing. We need yeah, that. Yeah. So I, we, I had to get away from we that. We need that, man. I think a, a shaved head and a, a fucking ass beard. crazy beard from you would look sick. I Damn. mean, that that would take me to a whole new mountain level. Yeah, like that, uh, it's just aggressive. It'd be, yeah, it'd be it'd really, be like Unabomber kind of like juggernaut, you know, crazy guy. Yeah, well, when I shave my face, you know what I like to do? I like to shave everything but my mustache. So then I had this long, weird looking uh, mustache, and then I go downstairs and fuck with the kids, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> no, shave off your. I'm yeah. gonna pick you up from school like this. Isn't yeah. that cool? I would like to see you with one of those that like twist the yeah. curly ones. Yeah, the curly ones. The only yeah. people Old I see one. with curly mustaches now are uh, people who have or bartenders as careers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you go to a swanky bar and there's a bartender there who's like really into it, like this is what I'm gonna do forever. Yeah, curly mustache almost every single time. Oh yeah. Hey, did you tell me you watched the Don Wall? I did. Ah, Ooh. dude, uh, fucking crazy. You know what trips me out about that is the. Le- Did you notice something about all these rock climbers? They're all weird. They're all <laughs> no. They're all a little bit not yeah, like, not bad. They all seem like great people. Well, I, no, in fact, the main dude in that Don Wall seems like an incredibly awesome in- human. Haven't you? Fi- I, haven't hmm. you? I mean, we've pieced this together before. If you are on the the level of greatness or record breaking or. Uh, you know, all time greatest CEOs or the Elon Musk, like you're, you're different. Yeah, you you march to your own beat, man, and you are. There's a lot of other shit in your life that's completely out of whack and weird, and people can judge you all day long. And that's what's made you so good is that you've been able to just drown out all the other bullshit, and you can become hyper focused on this thing. You obs- allocate all your resources just you in have one direction. to be, you have to be obsessed yeah. a little bit. Well, so what's crazy about the story? The whole thing is crazy. You got to watch the whole thing. Everything from his father, which I thought his dad was a fucking great dad, um, you know, because they go into his relationship oh, with his it was father. Awesome. He at one point got taken hostage by these rebels in this other country that he was rock climbing. So that's an interesting story. Damn. But here's the crazy thing, right? He decides he's so driven to just climb and challenge himself that he decides he's going to create a route on the Don Wall of El Capitan in Yosemite. This is now people have free climbed, and free climbing is just uh, you're not using any aids that help you climb. So you use your hands and your feet. 
and you still use safeties. Free solo is without the safeties. So he was doing free free climbing. So he still had safeties, but it's all just his hands and feet. And there had been people, a handful of people who had climbed El Capitan free climb, but not many. Like if you just make it up El Capitan, you are among a few people in the world who've ever done that. Right. Nobody had ever climbed the dawn wall of El Capitan. And this is the it's a smooth granite face. It looks of, like glass, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the, where do you grab? <laughs> you're not going to climb it, and and it's the dawn you wall grow because your fingernails out real long because the sun hits it first when the sun is rising, and so what this fucking guy does is for well, how long was it? Six years. Yeah, he goes out there and he he's trying to discover a route, and so he rappels down. He goes up. He's trying to connect routes. Six fucking years. This guy does it. Finally, he decides, I'm going to go for it with this one buddy. And there were still segments of the wall he had not been able to do. So first time he goes up there, he's like, so you know what they do? They go up there and they try to do these different segments and they camp up there. It took him 19 days. He lived on the fucking wall Damn. in these little tents that hang off now, the side. Now, does he like chisel uh, like no. footholds or like handholds? No, on? that's no. illegal. No. Oh, okay. What they do, so if you're if you're doing like what Sal's saying where you're you're allowed safeties... You can start at the top, you can rappel down, and you can put anchors hmm. in places for you to, to when yeah. you get to that spot, you can anchor down and, and, and make the case you do fall, you at least get caught uh, okay. by that anchor. Yeah, but, it, but it's like impossible. Some of these segments are so impossible. Like when you're watching this guy climb, I don't understand how he's sticking to the wall half the time. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And he did it. He, he did it with his buddy. Um, but the drive to do that, think about that, six years... That is what you do for six years, and then you spend 19 days. Well, then when you talk about the adversity that he had during in the middle of that, it oh. just makes it go to a whole other level. Oh, dude, it's he lost his finger, and he, you know, and he's like he's a rock climber missing one finger. Yeah, the most important like, fun. Like, yeah, the already 30 percent down. It's when I, as I'm watching it, what always uh, blows me away when I watch stuff like that. Two things: one, how we cheer that kind of performance even though he's really accomplishing nothing and what i mean by that i don't i'm not i'm not trying to be an asshole what he's doing is incredibly difficult i mean it, it, insanely difficult but what i mean by that is he hasn't accomplished he, hasn't, he didn't produce he didn't anything or, cancer. he didn't do anything other than something that's very fucking hard yeah. right and how all of us cheer that so i just find that fascinating about human psychology and then the other part that fascinates me is man when when people are when we have a singular focus to the point where it's almost like a mental illness we have the capability to do crazy shit. Yeah. Like absolutely insane That's stuff. That's fascinating. I, I'm really upset because I should have been watching that and got vested into this stupid show called Vinyl on HBO. I realized I had access to HBO and I was like, I have to find something to watch. Watch this show. <laughs> it was such a flop. What is it? It's terrible. It was like about this record producer who... Uh, you know, he he basically was just like trying to find talent and all this kind of stuff, and try to do like a expose like all that stuff and you know all the drama in that industry in terms of like finding bands, signing bands. Like it's like, terrible. Why would you even ask him about it? But it, it sucks, huh? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's <laughs> just, just like it just, sucks. It's it just like, Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure it sucks. <laughs> no, but like here's the thing. Every time like it got to a part where like okay, they're gonna have some little one liner or something to kind of like move the story along or like be funny or like. Like the writing was just god awful. So anyway, just avoid that show, everybody, please. And you watched a whole episode of it? Yeah, the whole thing, and it was like it was almost like a movie length. It kept going. 
Oh, garbage. Yeah. No, go watch Don Wall or go watch Free Solo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, after watching Don Wall, I realized how crazy it was that that dude climbed uh, El Capitan without safety. <laughs> right. That's why, I, that's why I tell people the order you should watch it, in my opinion, is Don Wall first, then Free Solo. I think it sets the stage for it well. Plus, right. you get. You I'm meet, writing it in my notes. No. Crazy. Dude, together. I don't want to forget. Did you guys read the article on Viore that I sent? No. Oh, when did you send that over? You sent this so, morning? Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, Viore tripled its year over year sales in two, eight, 2018. Boom. So they're they are, exploding. They're destroying it right now. They are the new, uh, what do they call it? Um, Athleisure. Athleisure. Yeah. At, the Athleisure has become this huge market. Of course, of course, it was Lululemon that kind of single-handedly created that market. And then Athleta was another big one for <laughs> At, Gap, right? Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, the former vice president of design is now from Athleta is oh, really? now working for Viore, so according smart. to this article. So smart. You know, we got into this, I got in this little debate Sharking. with, uh, you know, we were talking, actually, we were ta- it started, we were talking about Viore, and, and you know, uh, Danny was asking how we how we went with that brand and why and this and that, and we are kind of uh, explaining to him, aside from that they have incredible, all their clothes is incredible, it's just, it's a very smart model what they're doing, and I love the way they... They really are rivaling Lulu when it talks when you talk about the quality of the material. The material is is phenomenal. The design mm-hmm. is phenomenal, and then they're direct to consumer. And they really started on the man side and worked over to the the woman side. And he brings up Gymshark, and Gymshark is an example of like. Um, and this is not to insult anybody who's affiliated with them or not, but it's a, it's the fact uh, they are like the the shreds model. Uh, or the movement watch uh, model, all built through social media, all built influencers. Yes, yeah. everything built through influencers and Instagram, and it just shows you that you can become a multi multi million dollar company and really not have a, a, a great. But it wasn't built off of the quality of no. the actual product. No, or even or even merging it or creating a new space like Lulu did before Lulu existed. Yoga pants wasn't even a thing. Right, right. They cre- they created a, a market, and now right. there's all these other people that feed off it now. You have these companies like Movement Watch that can get away with, you know, kind of crap product with incredible marketing and branding behind it. But they will be at one point they'll have to make a decision. This was what I was trying to explain to Danny as he was trying to talk about how how smart or great of a company Gymshark. And I'm like, no, it's not. At least it's not yet. I said, but they're now they've got a ton of momentum and they have an option. They're going to have an option if they don't have one right now. And that option will be either to sell or potentially start to recruit people like this. But if they think they're just going to continue going the way they are with the influencer thing, eventually that kind of catches up to some of these companies. And if you're really not... Because bri- you have to have quality and substance um, to, in order to last. You can get a good start, though. You know, like Shreds did that. Yeah. Right, if Shreds was brilliant... If they had good they would products, have been They would have been talking to a company like Optimum Nutrition or talking to yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody who has, has a, the foothold on that space... And said, "Hey, we've built up to where we are doing, you know, fifty million dollars a year, and we would like to talk about selling." And they should have sold. Now you saw Arvin do that when they started to tank, but it was too late by that too time. Yep. Yeah, he was out shopping it when all the. But then it was it was cat was out of the bag. Yeah. People were on to it's bullshit, it's crap. Now movement was brilliant because movement was still on the rise when they sold to Movado which was smart. It's like, get out of this space. You're not a fucking watchmaker. You're not brilliant watch people at all. You did an incredible job of marketing yourself on Instagram, finding all the Insta celebrities. You probably had some capital so you could pay 
all the Steve Cooks and the names like yeah. that that have four million followers, have them promote this crappy brand. Once it gets a, once it gets enough momentum and enough capital, and you can show year over year money, then you can go after a company like Movado and try and sell, or vice versa. I don't know if they came after them. But you make that decision to sell and get out. You know that was smart. It just goes to show there's, there's it's a viable business model now is to grow a company purely through social influencers. Purely, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it's becoming a very lucrative, consistent, seemingly consistent type of business model. Now, my whole thing around that is because we saw a little bit of uh, blowback with Fire, the Fire Festival, and influencers, mm-hmm. and you got a little bit of noise now where people are like, hey, the, are the influencers responsible for a shitty product? Are the, are the influencers responsible for a shitty experience? There's a little bit of that blowback going on right now. It, here's what, here's what, I'm, when I look at it, I think to myself, if people start to lose trust or, or, or if influencers start to lose their ability to gain trust because of lots of people getting ripped off, then that model will fall on its face. Well, who who gets hurt? Like, I don't know if the model falls, but I think what I do think is that the it's going to hurt influencers. And this is this is a warning to all the influencers that are listening right now. Yeah, don't I, fuck the whole thing. I up. I see this a lot, and I don't know if it will fuck the whole thing up. I think that we'll will for, forever be able to do do things the way we do things because I think we've one built a reputation like that. We've kept our integrity since day one. We'll continue to keep our integrity. Uh, as we move forward, we don't just accept any brands. We vet the shit out of them before we onboard them. So uh, this is the type of process that I think if you're going to be a legitimate company, you need to do these things because once you affiliate yourself, you're you're now you're putting their co- you're co-signing for those people, which is kind of like part of you. So it's very risky to attach yourself to brands that you don't know a whole lot. If you got somebody who DMs you. And they've got a cool brand like Movement, and you've never met the CEO, you haven't gone down to the headquarters, you don't know their five-year plan, you don't know anything about them, but you see they're cool on Instagram and they want to offer you 20% kickback, and so you agree to go. That's risky. Now, it worked out for the Steve Cooks and the people that went with Movement, but look out for the companies that, look what happened to the people that paired with Shreds. Like, if you were with Shreds, like the Paige Hathaways, like the Joey Swoles. Like, it just, it'll destroy you. Well, it's, they're they're forever tainted because of that, right? Because they're known as that. So, the their credibility when it comes to recommending a product going forward is really yeah. fucked. Oh, speaking of which, what's her name now is doing fucking Sweet Sweat bands and shit. Uh, what's her name? Right, uh, now, she, now she's pigeonholed into hustling all the bullshit, all the bullshit all products, the... because a smart company right. is not going to touch you with a 10-foot pull mm-hmm. it's yeah. like what we saw i don't know if you guys watched the last ufc fight and john jones john jones was when he was start when he started blown up nike wanted him reebok wanted him for all the uh, i think uh gack wanted him who else wanted all these big brands want him you you saw him come into his last fight and he's rocking the the vanquish which is another one of these instagram brands that's the clothing line so it's like you think of Gymshark, you think of uh, uh, what's the other one that's popular right now? Uh, Vanquish is like a new and up and coming. It's like you guys are both looking at me like 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 yeah, deer in the headlights because you don't even one. know who the fuck they are. Yeah. It's because they're not. They're nothing special. They're a company that's been built on Instagram, but he's now subject to having to promote shit like that because none of the real yeah. companies. Which will- he still has a huge following, right? But if you're yeah, if you're a company that that's worries about certain things, like they're gonna like avoid like the plague. if you're a real if you're a legitimate salt. That's what I mean by the model will always still exist. Like pe- famous people, influencers are still going yeah. to influence their audience but it fucks the influencer when you pair yourself and this is what i'm seeing in my in with my peers in the bodybuilding world 
is accepting these supplement brands that you don't know much about. Yep. You yep. taste their flavor, and so you think it's good. You don't know how it. Do you know it's third party tested? Well, have you been to? Have you met the CEO again? Do you know the five year plan? Do you know their competitors? Where do they yeah. rank? Like, are they going to have staying well, power? A they, yeah, a lot of it is that these that these influencers don't have a buffer. They don't have an agent. You know, back back in the day, you know, fucking 10, 15 years ago. If you were a model or a celebrity or whatever, right. you had an agent. They would do the shopping for you. They would do the vetting. They'd bring it to you and say, okay, here's a brand. Here's what they got. Here's what they don't got. And so you have a lot of these models on Instagram that are just business-wise, they're not smart. Mm-hmm. They want to make money. They're not that bright. A company comes to them, flashes them some numbers. They don't know how to vet. They don't know what to look for. And, they're, and a lot of them don't have integrity. They're not thinking to themselves... I'm going to sell a shit product to people. They're thinking, eh, this company looks legit. They're going to pay me 15 grand. Cool. I'm going to promote it. And that's that. Right. And so my, my point is, if that keeps happening, uh, these social media influencers are going to start to lose their power. And the model of building a business off of social media influencers won't make it past the shitty brand startups. Yeah, you're totally right. There's there's no buffer there anymore. Like you look at like artists and models and actors, like they just the, now it's just free reign. So at the at the highest level there is. Because well, the, they, they're smart. It's, they it's, hire well people. think about it. That's like that's what Taylor is for us. None of us the three of us do not have the time to go I mean, what are we working with? Almost thirty different partnerships right now. We don't have the time anymore, like we did when we first started, to spend, yeah. you know, tons and tons of hours vetting all that. So we have somebody like Taylor, who we right. who we trust to do all that work for us. We're and just, even then, we still we're the talk final, about it. Yeah, yeah we're the final. We're still the final say, and right. we we still want to meet the CEO, and we still do all the all the same stuff that we would do before him. But now all the legwork yeah. that we would have to do ourselves, we don't have the time to do. We have someone do that. So that's the same. It's yeah. the same idea. Well, well, you know, Viore is growing and has been growing on their own merit. Just the quality of the product, and they're literally just grew through, initially through word of mouth and through people liking the products. And now you're having what they were. You know why Viore went into the female market? I was reading this article because women were buying their men's clothes yeah. and were loving it and were yeah, writing uh-huh. in. So I don't even know if that was initially well, in their plan. Courtney, like she's completely turned away from Athleta. It was her favorite brand forever, and, and just the fit in the way that everything, uh, the material was just so much more appealing to her through Viore. Yeah, they're so. they're doing a fucking. It's one of my job. favorite ones that Taylor found early. You know what I'm saying? Because you you can when you see a company like this, you get it to be a part of its growth and watch like would you say three three x three three times in 2018 they that's, tripled. That's crazy. Yeah, that's who who can expect that in terms of growth? Yeah, that's nobody. That's, that's more than our growth, and we've seen ourselves consistently yeah. blow up year over year that's killing yeah, it substantial especially in a market like that that's a com- very competitive space oh, you're going against some big giants apparel yeah oh my god i wouldn't want to put that i wouldn't want to be in that market you can pay me to be in that market right that's a tough one anyway um have you guys re- listened to the alex jones on rogan yet Did you listen <laughs> yes to i am three I've quarters only, of the way through i've I'm, only seen clips tell me about oh, it dude it's like dude. four and a half hours or something like that so do you think the whole thing between them where they were fighting it was fake the, do you think it was a ruse well i think that i think that like it, it's interesting to listen to alex jones when you get him riled up because he really really does get like angry like you can tell like he gets fired up and he just he rants and gets <laughs> fucking crazy it's that's why it's so entertaining because it, like there's some realness to him like getting really frustrated and angry yeah but, do you but think- i feel i feel like uh you know wh- whatever joe like i think it was just that 
I forget what like caused the feud, but I feel like there was a little bit of like he pissed him off on some level, and it was like a miscommunication. But like so, the back and forth stuff was was I think it was just more jabbing. It yeah. wasn't like a real like don't hatred. you don't you feel like that's that's like you and I? I mean, we totally have, before we got here right now, yeah. we have heated conversation. But if there's no animosity whatsoever, it's pa- passionately speaking our opinions on our side. Yeah, or, but they, they but they actually went on like. Alex Jones did a podcast about yeah. how he's going to war well, with, with. Yeah, but, uh, but, he, but did he? he but I think it, could you have done he that? He was in a dark place. Like everybody, he felt like the world was against him. And so he wanted, I think he wanted Joe to feel like being judged like that like, yeah. for a minute. Dude, Alex. That was his whole thing. Alex Jones has got to be one of the most paranoid people on the earth. He's, he's extremely entertaining. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing. Yeah. As I'm listening to this podcast, okay, as I'm looking, so crazy. Yeah. As I'm listening to this podcast, He's mentioning all these different conspiracies. Do you want to know something crazy? Many of these conspiracies, definitely not all of them, no. but many of them are confirmed, declassified, yeah. actual government operations. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a couple examples. This is where it gets like confusing. Yeah, because half the shit he says, you're like, all right, dude, there's fucking clockwork elves I know. from a different dimension. Interdimensional are, aliens you know, that, yeah, and, and, are yeah. like demons. But then you look up some of the shit. This is crazy, right? So I'll give you a couple examples. Operation, by the way, you can look these up online, and these are declassified, meaning they were classified things that the government had. They're now declassified, and they're confirmed. They're real. Like one of them is Operation Northwoods. So this was during the, uh, the Cold War. There literally was a plan that was signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, okay? It was an actual plan that they were considering strongly to uh, bomb American cities in Florida and to hijack planes, American planes, and then blame it on the Cubans so that we would get enough uh, enough support to go to war with Cuba or to invade Cuba. Yeah. That was legit. This is Operation Northwoods. Well, he, legit. And you heard him talk about Bobby Kennedy and like how he was like trying to. Uh, what was it about like Cuba? He actually was going to be the one like responsible. Like he was going to take over. And, and I don't remember that part, but okay. I know Operation Northwoods. It's real. You can look it up. Operation Paperclip. You can look that up too. That was remind me of that one. I've heard of that's that. That's after World War II. The U.S. Werner Van Braun and, and, and snatched up a whole bunch of Nazi all the scientists. Nazi scientists, yeah, yeah, d- didn't persecute them or anything. Just snatched them up and said, "Hey, you can come work for us and give us all your." And he's talking about secrets. like the NASA being like another shadow government that kind of yeah. split and divided between that and like the CIA yeah. and then the competing. So, well, know, I had, a, I had a, it went real crazy. I had a client that was, I, and I mean, he was up there, but he wasn't like all the way at the top. And it was always funny talking to him because. Fucking half the shit he did was classified. He yeah. couldn't share any with me. And he told me he can't tell his wife, he can't tell his kids. I'm like, that's crazy, dude. Well, dude, there's, there's some shenanigans out there, and it's again, like when you when you do the research and, and like some of it, like even if it's like 60 percent of it, like you can vet and verify. It makes you go like, oh shit, like well, I don't that's know, the, man. That's yeah, why it makes you go. Get... There's a 50 50 chance yeah, this is yeah, true. That's right. What, I, what that tells you. Like, well, <laughs> I'll listen to this. I won't listen to this. I'll listen to this. I won't listen. That's to this. That's why you get paranoid. Yeah. Because you read these, and you're like, wait a minute, this was a real thing. Like the U.S. government actually considered bombing Americans and blaming it on other people. Right. Like, oh, shit. Then you start... And then, of course, we know about the Tuskegee experiments where they would, you know, willfully inject people with syphilis, syphilis didn't tell them, and then watch what would happen. And gonorrhea, too. Got, like, do all kinds of crazy yeah. experiments. And we did those in third world countries, too, uh, to other people. Just yeah, he to started test. talking about, like, pig-human hybrids yeah, in, in China. Yeah. like. Oh, oh yeah. I don't. I don't for sure doubt that China in China they're doing some weird shit. But that's the thing. Yeah, you look at like unregulated 
uh, practices, like, you know, in, in terms of like ethics and, and scientific experiments, like I, I just, I, that's where my concern is with like the, the loss of ethics, like worldwide in terms of like experimentation. There, there are no ethics. So science is ethic free. There is no morality in science. Science is objective. It's either do we do it or do we don't? Yeah. What are the results? It's not good or bad. Um, it depends on who's, who's doing it, who's doing the experiment, why they're doing it, what the experiment is. And then it's us that we're the ones that determine, hey, that's immoral. But science is amoral. There is no morality in it. Um, So, but no, it's, but here's the thing you got to consider. When I first learned about Operation Northwoods, I was like, fuck, how could they possibly do that? That's crazy. Mm. And I was talking to one of my clients about it and very, very smart dude. And he says, you know, he goes, you have to consider the time. He goes, it was the Cold War. We literally had nukes pointed at each other, enough nukes that the whole world would have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. And we came very close to nuclear war. So when you're looking at that, you're considering everything. You're looking at the whole thing and you're looking at, at this thing and saying, okay, it's a terrible thing that we're going to do this, but it's the only way we're going to get support to go invade a country because we think the Russians are storing missiles there. And so then it starts to make sense like, wow. You know, uh, I guess I guess these crazy decisions are made because, or can be made when the circumstances sometimes call for them. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. It was a super entertaining podcast. Extremely so. entertaining, like, dude. I was loving it, bro. It's Alex Jones is on another planet. He's on fire. Yeah, yeah. And and Rogan ha- so many times during the four podcast. hours you've listened to that. <laughs> it's, I'm almost through. I'm three Jesus. quarters of the way in. That gets me through almost a book, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, it was I hilarious. Know. I'm totally wasting my yeah. time with it, but it's entertaining <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of controversy, what was up with that? Who is it? The general manager of the Giants? Oh, the CEO. Oh, the CEO. Yes. Dude, that's crazy. Well, I, you know what? What's not? It's not that crazy. I, I watched the video and it lo- okay, it looks like his wife has his phone and he's trying to grab his phone and then she falls out of the chair and screams and it looks like he was being a little rough with her, but it doesn't look terrible. Well, yeah, she just her screech like was very blood curdling, you know, right from him just kind of reaching over like right away. Like he, it was. Yeah, you can watch the the video was on TMZ. It's Larry Bear, right? So Larry Bear was is the CEO that's of not the his Giants. Real name. Yeah, that's his name. That's his <laughs> Larry name. Bear. And he's he's been a, actually a a, a well respected CEO for the Giants for for quite some time. And this is like this is like crazy that this he took a leave of absence right now. So who knows what's going to happen if they're even going to let him back or what the the punishment's going to be. But I know he's getting a ton of heat. It's been all over KNBR, and they've been taking callers in. And I'm I'm always just like really interested like what other people think about something. Like that. Right for me like. This doesn't. I don't skip a beacon in my me, day. I'm yeah, not, that's I don't, their issue, right? Yeah, like, exactly. And I'm like, I don't. I don't. Why are we concerned? I don't care enough about things like this, but I do find it interesting to listen to, you know, people call in and be like, I can't believe that this is uh, this person. He should be terminated and put in jail and all that. Like just crazy amount of stuff that some people see, and then other people on the other end that are just like, Oh, come on, you know, what if it, I've We've all done something like that or whatever like that. It's just because it got caught on on tape and it yeah, got he blown out of proportion. She exaggerated her scream. Like it didn't look like he was uh, like like trying to hurt her, like he maliciously was, trying. He to... was reaching over, grabbing his phone. I, now here's my question: What was on that phone? Yeah, I think she was finding uh, ass pics, bro. Probably. Yeah, everybody gets in trouble for ass pics. He's in <laughs> everybody. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's he's looking. He's he's been scrolling on Instagram way oh, too much, man. and she wants to find out. Let's get in the DMs. Let me see looking what's going at all on. His likes. Yeah, you like this? Yeah. 
I mean, come on. Give me what, my phone. What, I mean, what else? What else is does your does your wife hang on to your phone for, and you get that where you try to get it away from? What? Do you, what, what else? Yeah. What else do you try and grow? Top secret work stuff. You're a fucking baseball manager. What's it, like a trade next week? She don't give a fuck about well, who that. Who was that person just standing there like filming? You know, like what were they even doing that's, filming them? That's like the that. world we live in now. Don't yeah. you notice that now? Why are you doing like, that? Like, it's, it's crazy. Somebody screams for help today. You don't go run to help them out. You pull your cell phone out to catch it on recording. Yeah, but they were filming that's before what... it even happened. Uh, just well, filming them. Because it's Larry Bear. It's, it's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's somebody who's, you know, they probably think they're famous and stuff. And so they get recorded. And, yeah. And then they okay. just happen to catch. I mean, I, I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm just speculating with you. But that, I mean, there it is. Like it's out in public, and so now it becomes a public issue. I guess yeah. at that point, he, he freaked out. Like she had, she she had some proof on his phone. You know, that's the way he acted. Like, give me my phone. I, I this, I, yeah. I really think that we're we're heading into a, a new time with with. So, and I think Trump is a great example of this. And and I think the reason why Trump is winning and doing so well, as far as the way he's received, even though you think that he's not. I mean, he's he still is. He's still received by the majority. Is he just owns his shit because he knows it's everywhere. He knows his videos and tweets and shit. It's like instead of like trying to lie like presidents would do in the past, like deny, 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 like the old school rule, right? Deny, 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 right? Type of deal. He's just like fuck it. Yeah, I said that shit. You know, like and and, and some people are like, oh my god, about it. And other people are like, hey, fuck, he's being real about it. The truth of the matter is. It's going to be the the future for everybody because let's be it's honest. All going to be recorded. I don't care who you are. You, you can the, find some dirt. The next president, mm. the next one, and it's going to get worse and worse because these guys that are fifty and sixty and seventy don't really. Rem- they, they still. I mean, Instagram didn't come around till the yeah. end of their lives. Wait till we have presidents twenty years from now, and everything's been recorded since they were fucking five. You know, he's you know, he's Bro, every stupid comment. bad things mm-hmm. and I've said and done in my entire life and learned from those lessons. Well, the scary part for me is just watching all those videos where they can manipulate you to say whatever they want you know like that's that technology is getting better and better like every day yeah it, we're going to enter into an age of uh distrust of any information you get digitally that's my opinion i yeah. think all information that's going to be digital at some point it's going to be so video, unless you're like literally there physically right and like yeah it used to be Isn't that weird it's gonna come all the way back to full circle where it's like people will not care if unless it's not in front of my face yeah get rid of it yep. right yeah. it used to be photos were worth uh, you know what do they say a photo's worth a thousand words or whatever yeah, until they start doctoring it and putting like little spaceships in the background yeah, and then it yeah. was video like if you had a video of someone doing something that was it you're done it's going to get to the point where that's not going to mean shit anymore. It's going to be all about you know being in person. It's going to be very interesting, very very strange times. So I don't know. Anyway, dude, you guys see the uh, are 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 we getting by the way the new Organifi immunity? Because I saw on their site that it's presale. Are we getting that? Uh, I we saw are. I saw that because I I remember so emergency used to be a big thing. You know, like in terms of like you go. You take that before you get on a flight and like like hope that you boost your immune system. Is it something like that? Yeah, that we we, we, brought, we brought it up last week, and I I said some shit, and then I I tagged uh, someone brought it up to me on my Q and A, I think, and I and I tagged Shauna and said, "What the fuck? How come we don't have this?" And yeah. she goes, "It's not even out yet. It's on pre-sale. Uh, you guys, are, yours is on the way, so we should be getting it." But what I haven't done is I haven't even looked up. The ingredients and what it is. What do you oh, think? Well, so, I mean, is it legit or what? Well, acerola's in there, turmeric's in there. You have uh, beta glucan from mushrooms in there, olive leaf, zinc, ginger. There's high in vitamin D3. So it's got all the. Sounds like, sound like an airborne. Yeah. Um. No. No. Airborne has got a bunch of other garbage in it too. But it, it actually looks legit. It looks. It looks legit. And so I can't wait to try it during. 
like illness season. What do you, you know mean, mean that airborne is a bunch of other shit in it? It's what do you? It's it's airborne's not. I thought, it, I thought it, this was like an airborne type of thing. No, no, no. What I mean is, uh, airborne is not a good comparison because I don't think airborne's that good. Oh, do you mean like because they're using a bunch of artificial bullshit? Yeah, that, where we know Organifi is using all organic, organic, um, and also this, you know, this actually has things that are clinically proven to, you know, impact the immune system in a positive way. So. Um, and the, you know, so airborne can, I think also has echinacea, echinacea tends to bother my gut. This doesn't have echinacea. Mm. So I'm happy about that. But all of leaf's in there and the beta glucans are in there. Which and zinc, both, which zinc, you always, yeah. Yep. Zinc and vitamin D3, which, you know, I have a theory uh, that I, and there's actually, it's not just my theory. This is a, a, a theory that I've read that the reason, <clears throat> the reason why people get sick during the winter time is just the lower levels of sunshine and vitamin D. Um, you know, other people say it's because we're closer to each other indoors, but, uh, I, I think it has more to do with the fact that we're just not getting a lot of sunshine. We're not getting, so our vitamin D levels dip even more in the winter, making our, our immune systems a little weaker. Well, what do, this has a good I, dose of D. What do you think also about too, the temperatures being down and then you just being more susceptible because you're like, this is why I think the hot cold contrast has made such a difference for me is because I've strengthened that by training that getting cold, getting hot. Anytime I've been consistent with that, which I'm back to being consistent again, I feel so resilient. Like people can be sick around me and I actually can, I, I won't get sick. But then when there's times where I'm not, I'm inconsistent with that, I, I, I pick it up right away. Is the, is the, I have a question for you. Is the pool that you're swimming in cold or is it, is it warm? No, no, no. I'm doing, I'm not, the pool's warm. Okay. No, I, the reason why I was asking is I, I was wondering if that would have it, but it's not, it's warm. Yeah. It's, it's like a, yeah, it's lukewarm. I actually, after I, so my kind of like thing right now is I, I swim. I get my 15 laps in, I come out, then I go in the, the steam room, I steam, and then do I do a, a freezing cold shower, go back in the steam, and then I come back again and freezing cold shower, and then I leave. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of my routine. Is it, uh, Katrina going to the gym with you and doing her workout then, or she's she's not a she's not a, a club sport. She comes here like so. We were here yesterday, um, and and she's training. So she's been it, it's been a it's been interesting right with her because. Um, you know, I, I, I know before, like, we headed into all this, like, I had this, like, oh, you know, and she did, too. She's like, I want you to hold me accountable to this, and I want you to make me do this, yeah. and mm -hmm. don't let me not do this. And so I'm like, okay, okay, you know, I'll do whatever you want me to do, and I'm all for that, right? Because the healthier you are, the healthier our baby's going to be, so I'm all pro that. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a couple things that I've noticed that has made it really challenging. And, you know, there, she gets these windows of feeling really good or not feeling really good. And if that window isn't matching up with the time that she had planned to go train or do something with that, it can get really challenging. Mm -hmm. And so I've I've noticed that with her. Like if she's in the mood, it's Saturday and we don't have somewhere we have to be and she's like, hey, I feel like training. I'm like, cool, let's go. And then we get it and we just go right mm -hmm. then and there. Where in the past, like her and I would say, like, we're going to go train at this. We set our schedule. It's obviously yeah. easier to do that, to hold her. But what ends up happening is she's like, I feel nauseous. I need to eat. Yep. You know that becomes a priority. Then we do that instead, and then then yep. it's like, oh, I'm not in yep. the mood to go to the but gym. But she's still working out. Oh yeah, a few days a week. Oh yeah, no, she's 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 still been consistent. My my point is that that's been very challenging. Sure. So that's it's not like what I thought it was going to be for her. And then the no pregnancy working out during pregnancy is requires some dedication, especially the first trimester. Is what Definitely. I what I'm learning with her the is first and, the, and then the end of the third. Trimester. Right, I could imagine that because right. then yeah. you get it's so super big, super uncomfortable. Yeah, it's point. real uncomfortable. I just look. I just coached a client um, who I, I was going to give her a shout out, but I don't know if she wants me to put her name out there. But she hired me to coach her uh, pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, and then uh, now post-pregnancy, right? So she was lifting weights, working out, macros, all that stuff. 
you know, even into the pregnancy and then afterwards kind of more intuitive eating. She was one, uh, she weighed 162 pounds going into the pregnancy, got pregnant, got uh, at the, gave birth. She was 191 pounds when she gave birth. So she gained, you know, almost 30 pounds. Five days, ready for this? Five days post birth, baby was born. Five days later, she's down 164 pounds, two pounds off of the weight she was before she was pregnant. Whoa. Nice. Yep. Wow. Now, and, and I see, now that's a, that's a pretty crazy example but I and I'm sure she, a lot of it was water and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, as as long as I've been training people, I have seen it time and time again. When women strength train properly, boost their metabolism, do everything right, and then continue exercising, especially with strength mm-hmm. training, because muscle is a phenomenal insurance for for fat gain. And then they and they do that in through the pregnancy, they bounce back way faster. Yep. Way faster than anything else that you that you'll ever see with a woman having a baby. Well, you know what I I've also seen as a challenge, and I we had to communicate through this is so Katrina. I mean, I don't know if I, if you guys have actually seen her. I'll show you a picture afterwards of how much her belly. I mean, her belly is. Oh yeah, so she's full she's on starting to show big time. Oh yeah. yeah, show big time. She's not like kind of showing. There's no there's, people now know she's pregnant. It didn't right? look like she had a burrito. Yeah, exactly. Anymore. Yeah, she doesn't look bloated, right? She looks <laughs> pregnant for sure now. The irony is that she's only four pounds up now, and that's been and she's been the same weight or even you know same weight for a, this whole time. So we're in second trimester now, and you know when you're talking to your doctor and they're telling you about that, they're like, "Oh, you're you're fine. You can you should gain weight. You know you don't need any more exercise." You know, and they're kind of telling her things like that because she needs to gain weight. She needs to gain weight. She's been staying the same. We're already heading in the second trimester. Now here's the problem. Katrina's volume of training was so high, diet so dialed in, everything before, that she's got a lot of lean body mass on her. And so this misconception of she's doing really great with her scale weight is not ideal for what's going on with her body. And what I mean by that is she is losing a pound of muscle, adding a pound of fat, losing a pound of muscle because she's not... Compositions changing. Yes. Yeah. So her her so even though and the, and that's I could see this being a very challenging thing for you know obviously she has me at home to kind of explain this to her and so she knows like hey listen I know your doctor's telling you you're doing plenty of exercise or don't do any more don't do this it's like no you're you're losing muscle is why your weight is not ch- not changing. That's why it's such a good insurance. This is a hundred percent why it's such good insurance for for pregnancy uh, because it, it you're going to lose some of it. Obviously you're not going to be able to build muscle throughout your pregnancy or train at a particular you know type of intensity, you're going to lose some of it and you're going to gain some body fat, totally normal. Mm-hmm. It's just a phenomenal insurance. It's the best one that I've ever experienced working with. And I've trained, I've trained at least a dozen uh, women through, you know, pre and during and post pregnancy. And they all, every single one of them bounce back much faster than the doctors would have thought. So mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Here's the other thing too. First trimester, a lot of women don't even gain any weight. Some women actually lose weight. Because of the, the the morning sickness and the nausea, yeah, yeah, the weight gain tends to kick in, like second, third trimester. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's it's definitely coming right now. And that and what I'm trying to promote to her is is the keeping up her consistency with her lifting during this process because you're starting to re- she's definitely eating. I've never seen her eat like this. You know, she's she has to be feeding that boy. Yeah, she's got to be eating like every <laughs> couple hours, or she gets nauseous. Nauseous. That's what she's found out. It's like that's what the the morning sickness comes from is just the extended period of no food in her system. So sometimes I hear her get up at like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, and she'll go down and just have a you know crackers or something and go eat something. So she's got something in her system, then she can go back to sleep. If she ignores that feeling 
and just stays in bed and then gets up in the morning. Nauseous. Nauseous. Hey, nauseous. Yeah. yeah. So, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, you know, are you getting any, um, what do they call it? Uh, like empathy? Uh, what do they call it? Empathy? I did empathy. at the beginning. At the beginning, I had all the symptoms that she was supposed to have, right? Sickness, yeah. Yeah, what are they, I forget what they call that, where I, I take on all the all the stuff that she's supposed to be having. I had like the morning sickness and all the weird stuff when she wasn't, um, but not anymore. Like, I don't think you know, I- I'm over it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm I good. got through it. Yeah, thanks uh, for asking. Well, you know what I think? I think I had, um, you know, when, looking back now, uh, you know, I'd be lying to say that there isn't the, during that first trimester when you're finding out like, because they don't even like you to tell anybody to talk to the first trimester yeah. because- oh, yeah. It's the risky part. Yeah, yeah, it's the risky part. Like we haven't got, I haven't got my results back if he's a healthy boy or not. Like I don't even know he's a boy yet. Like, at, so that first, I think there was probably, I had the, the, the morning sickness that I thought I had was, I was probably just this nervousness yeah. mm-hmm. that this, I was unsettled in my, and my stomach was kind of feeling that way. And it was weird because I never felt that feeling before. And I told Katrina, I was like, I have this weird, this weird feeling of you know, sympathy, sympathy yeah, pregnancy. Sympathetic. Look at they call it Kuvad, Kuvad. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Kuvad syndrome. So this is a real thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is. Funny. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely can tell you this. That I gained weight. It was, it was, it was <laughs> consistent for a month. I had never felt that feeling in my life. I've had all kinds of weird stomach stuff and flus and diarrheas and all kinds of shit that's made my stomach feel weird. It was a feeling that I had never felt before, and it was consistent for a month. And it's now gone completely. And the, looking back and trying to piece it together or unpack it, the only thing that makes sense to me is, that I don't have today that I did have then was that I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know it's a boy yet. I don't know if it's healthy yet. I don't know if we're for sure going to have it yet. Yeah. Where all those things are gone now, right now. Healthy boy, we've got that, and he's coming for sure. Like, I think now that uh, I know for sure she's okay and he's okay uh-huh. i think that maybe that's what's made that i can't wait man me I'm speculating of course today's squad is brought to you by maps anabolic if you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength maps anabolic is the perfect place to start with a full 30-day money-back guarantee there is absolutely zero risk so what are you waiting for? Go to mindpromedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Quiqua. All right, our first question is from Architechnology. What are the pros and cons of low-carb bulking? Bulking. This is the process by Almost which- impossible. Yeah, well- <laughs> That's how I feel yeah. about this. Yeah, let's, well, let's, let's talk about that. because So bulking is a process of eating- Ex, ex, excess calories uh, and trying to gain, hopefully, lean body mass. I don't know too many people that try to bulk and gain body fat. So the goal is, okay, I want to try and gain size, gain strength. I got to eat extra calories. Can you do that with a diet that is low on carbohydrates? You can. Uh, is it easy? No. It's actually quite difficult. I did this many times. But it's really it's hard I t- to do. I talked about this on the show. Yeah. I intentionally went after like this. That was it was right after we and those that have been listening long enough will remember this was right after we first introduced the ketogenic diet. So this is what two years. We were in the other studio, so it was at least two three years ago. So two three years ago, we all go through the whole ketogenic process. It was during the time when I was into competing, and I had decided my next between shows, I was going to keep this kind of really low carb. And and kind of keto ish type of diet and try and build mass, 
And it was just, at that time, I was having to eat 4,500 plus calories. It was just, and I remember telling Sal at one point, yeah, I'm like, like 200 grams of fat. Yeah, yeah I'm like, this is, I said, I don't care who says the positive things about the ketogenic diet. If 3,000 or 2,000 calories are coming from butter and oils yeah. and, and, and cheese and shit in my diet, like this can't be. Dude, that and the the carnivore diet. I was like, I can't even, I can't even hit maintenance, like because it's so satiating. I cannot eat that much meat. It was just like so frustrating because it was like it was too fast. I do not recommend bulking for anybody on a low on on a low. No, no, no. If you have now, you you do want to. It's we should be clear that there are individuals who are going to do better on a low carb diet, no matter what. Like, there's people that. You know, carbohydrates bothers their gut, their digestion. Hey, maintenance? Fucking awesome. Maintenance or trying to reduce body fat? Awesome. I'm all for someone doing a lower carb type of diet. That's great. I think it's smart. So when I was in early on as a personal trainer, I used to have this sales pitch when I would talk about nutrition. And it's kind of true. It's not totally true, but it's kind of true. But I think it illustrates kind of what we're talking about. And so when I would explain the macros to people, the way I would explain them is I'd say, okay, uh, carbohydrates would be like paper. Protein is like kindling and fats are like logs. And that's about the, if you were to throw those in a fire, the rate at which they burn up and the rate, how long they stay in the fire, it's kind of indicated by the representations of, you know, paper, kindling or logs. Fat is just satiating as hell. And if I eat a lot of fat, it's hard to eat more later on. I'm just yeah. full. And so, you know, if I'm trying to eat 3,000 calories of a, of a keto diet, that is a lot of fat. And I'm, my, I hit palate fatigue so fast. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just can't do it anymore. Now, when I throw carbs in, I can have a large carbohydrate kind of meal, and two or three hours later, hungry I, again. I could do it again. Eat some more. It doesn't work like that so much with proteins and fats, which is why I think a lot of people like to diet on low carb diets because yeah. dieting on a low fat diet can be hard for yeah, some it people. Makes a lot more sense. No, that. this is where I, that's where I, I'm super pro. That I love that. I think when you when you're trying to lean out, or if you're trying to just maintain your body weight, you're not trying to put size on. I just think that a low carb diet for putting size on is, I don't know. It's kind of like a CrossFitter running wheels. paleo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just go. doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, what yeah, saying can yeah. it be done? Sure, it can be done. There's a lot of people that do it, but it doesn't make. It's not smart. No, you know, feed yourself some more carbohydrates. You yep. deserve it. And the other thing too is when you're bulking, you're trying to get stronger. And for most people, a diet that is super low in carbohydrates is not conducive to lots of strength gain. You want to have. You don't need to eat tons of carbs, but carbohydrates do fuel this glycolytic. Sources mm-hmm. of energy which are needed in, in high intensity type exercises. Oh, you need that accessible energy, like from carbs. That's just now, that immediate access. Now, if you're somebody who likes to eat a low carb diet typically and you're trying to bulk, and so you're torn between, like, oh, I feel really good when I'm on the ketogenic diet or a paleo type diet, but then I also can't bulk. I'm having a hard time. What do I do? I do this is how I come out of a low carb or keto type of a diet into a bulk. I I'd schedule uh, and I and I pick where. So I first always tell people track where you're at now, so I, you know where your starting point is, and then I increase my carbon take uh, by anywhere between fifty to hundred grams. That's going to be different for everybody because your size and what you were intaking before, and then I take the fifty to hundred grams and I schedule it before post pre and pro, uh, post workout. So before an hour or two before I go to my workout, I'm having a carb meal then. 
And then after post-workout, I'm introducing the other half of those carbs Mm -hmm. post-workout. And this is just to ensure that a majority of that goes to good work, goes to either one, fueling your workout, or two, helping assist in building muscle post-workout. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Now, now that being said, if your options are feel good or eat carbs to bulk but not feel good, go with health. Always go with health. Bulking and feeling like shit isn't going to benefit you because you're probably going to lose whatever you gained on it. And when your health starts to go south, uh, digestion starts to go south, good luck trying to maintain any muscle that you've gained or even try to you know move in a, in a direction of gaining more muscle. It's just not going to happen. So listen to your body at the end of the day. And some people just do better. And uh, look, I'm one of these people. Now, I eat carbohydrates, but what I consider higher carb for me is low carb for a lot of people. I rarely exceed, I don't know, 200 grams of carbs a day, 250 grams of carbs a day. That's my higher carb days. I, most guys at 200 pounds my size, if they're eating higher carbs, they're in the 400 gram range usually. So, you know, it's, it depends on the individual. But I'll tell you this much. I, I've tried bulking on low carb and I can gain some muscle on it. It's a slow process, but I hit a wall. I really do. It's like, okay, I got another meal to eat. I'm, you know, I got to eat another 700 calories. I'm fucking stuffed, man. I just had, you know, a bunch of eggs and a bunch of fat and a bunch of avocado and bacon and fatty fish and vegetables with olive oil on it. And it's like, Jeez. I don't know if I want to, I can eat another meal. I just can't do it. But if that meal was, had rice in it or buckwheat and the fat intake was much lower, three, three hours later, eating isn't a problem. I, in, in fact, I, I, I wrote a, a couple blogs on this on how to bulk for hard gainers. And that's, you know, one of the strategies that a lot of people have to, uh, you know, encounter or, or use when they're trying to bulk is how they get around that palate fatigue. Um, this isn't super common, but for people who are hard gainers, uh, especially guys, skinny guys, You'll hit that, uh, you know. You're trying to eat over three thousand, four thousand calories. You're talking. You're, this is my life, dude. My yeah. my whole life, which trying to be bigger. And there are certain things that I've shared with people a long time ago on the show. We haven't talked about this topic in a while. Um, I used to make sure I I would I would stay low fat early in my day, so I could get ahead of my calories. So because one of the hardest things that I found was if I needed to eat, let's say four thousand calories in a day, which was very normal for me on a bulk or more. And it's noon or one, and I'm only at 700, you know, which is that's a pretty good sized breakfast for most people. Yeah. 700 calories, it's noon or one, you know, uh, that's pretty fucking normal for the average person or less. But for somebody who's trying to eat 4,000 calories of bulk, holy shit, half my day's over and I'm at 700 calories and I get to 4,000. And then I find myself stuffing myself the rest of the, the rest of the night, and that just feels miserable before you go to bed. Yeah. So, I learned, uh, and this was through many trial and error, right? Just going through this process so many times. Okay, if I eat like a very lean meal, you know, and typically higher proteins, I need to stay ahead of my protein also. Uh, but a carbohydrate and and lean protein uh, mix early on, and then I piled on the fat towards the end of the night. I was able to get my calories because the the low fat and the higher carb type of meals promoted me to be hungry every two to three hours, mm-hmm. and I could keep eating, keep eating, keep eating. And then at the end of the night, if I wanted to enjoy myself with a burger or have something that was a little more on the fattier side and satiating and enjoying, that was kind of like how I rewarded myself for hitting my, my macro targets targets early in the day. And that strategy worked for me really, really well, especially in, when I was competing. And this is important to talk about because I think when people talk about cutting or bulking, 
Um, they look at, okay, what's the most effective diet in terms of making your body burn the most fat? Which one's going to have the most thermogenic effect? Mm. But people completely negate the psychological component, which is, okay, if I'm trying to cut, I want to eat a diet that's going to minimize my appetite as much as possible and minimize my desire to want to eat. And if I'm trying to bulk, right. I want to eat a diet that's going to make me want to eat more and make me make me want to consume more calories. Those are those two factors right there. I'm going to tell you something right now, okay? If you're listening right now, are the most important factors. Right, yeah. There is nothing more important than that. When you're trying to construct your diet and you're trying to lose weight, the number one thing you need to consider is what diet is going to make me not want to eat that much. That's number one because I guarantee you right now, your struggle with your cutting diet is not going to be Oh, this diet isn't is thermogenic enough. No, 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 no. That's not gonna, no, you're not going to struggle with that. What you're going to struggle with is, fuck, I'm starving. Yeah, yeah. I want to eat some food yeah, right I now. I need to be satiated. And when you're bulking, it's the same thing. If you're, and maybe this isn't true for a lot of people. I mean, if you're if you're a female and you're going to bulk on a 2,000 calorie diet, probably not as important. But if you get once you start to get up to 2,500, 3,000, 3,500 calories, I don't care who you are, 4,000 calories, you got to start to consider how am I going to eat all this food and not feel like I'm ramming food down my throat and making my life miserable because it sucks. Just as much as it sucks to cut and be hungry, it sucks to force feed yourself. I used to sit there with food and water, oh, yeah, yeah. chew it just and wash bloated it. Bloated it and inflamed and just cramming it in there. Just not feeling good. So you yeah. come up with these different strategies. And so low carbs tends to work better for cutting because of the appetite suppression, uh, or the satiety effects. And higher carb tends to work better for bulking because of the appetite stimulating effects, individual variances do apply. But so I'm, but I am speaking generally. Most of you listening, this will work for you. Next question is from Sidorakis Personal Training. Did you guys see the new T Nation article on how foam rolling destroys cells in the body? We didn't until we saw this question, and we had to go. It's a new article. It just came out the 22nd of February. It was just last week. Uh, and it's funny because T Nation probably it took me a while to find it because all the yeah there's multiple articles right that uh, you had to dive through over the same subject right and so and 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 this has been a this has been a fun discussion I think because we've gone back and forth on kind of how we have felt about it I feel like we we have we've settled where we I think where we stand and I think we yeah. Were, yeah. I don't know if there's ever going to be any science that would uh, come out to make me change my stance not meaning that I'm being stubborn about it it's just that I've I've already seen enough science and information around it that it makes sense to me that because we we obviously know that there's benefits to it there's uh, benefits to deep tissue massage there's enough science supporting supporting that that you can't debate that uh, but at the same time I also see that there's far more value in uh, mobility and learning to uh, get reconnected to muscles that have been that have you've lost a lot of connection to and what that promotes uh, as far as the relief that you yeah. feel at for, temporarily from a foam roll. Yeah, so so foam rolling, let's talk a little bit about what it does. Um, when you're on a foam roller, it's a hard foam roller. Well, actually, it's, it. actually, instead of telling people exactly what it, why don't you share what this article says it does, and then you can explain. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to go into that, too. So so when you're foam rolling, you're, you're applying a lot of pressure on areas on your body, not unlike uh, deep tissue massage. And what this does is A, when you apply pressure on a muscle, the central nervous system kind of releases its grip on that muscle and, and causes it to relax a little bit. So if you have a knot in your in your neck and somebody pushes on it really hard and just keeps applying pressure, you'll feel it start to kind of release and go away. And the person pushing on the knot may actually feel the knot dissipate. And that's just 
the signal that was being sent to that muscle to stay tight, the CNS pulls back a little bit. And so you get pain relief from that. There's also, I think they're called nociceptors in tissue and applying hard pressure causes those receptors to release a localized, uh, almost like painkiller, localized. And so you start to feel less pain because you're kind of, your, your, your body's releasing localized painkillers. Now, so in the short term, you get the, the benefits of less pain. Um, in the long term, it can help you because when you're tight or, or in pain, that causes... Yeah, your poor, movement's restricted. Your movement is now going to be weird as a result of that, and that can contribute to more pain. So sometimes getting rid of the pain will allow you to do the mobility work that will then fix the root cause. This is why, you know, I used to have a wellness facility. I had a personal, uh, I had a massage therapist in there and she was a very integral part in what we did. People would come in with shoulder pain, knee pain, hip pain, whatever. They'd go see her. She'd do a deep tissue massage. Then they'd come out and work out with me and I'd get better movement out of them to, to solve the root cause. Well, now the article, the T Nation article says that foam rolling is destroying tissues and cells in the body because the pressure is so hard. Um, there's some truth to that. Is it a bad thing? Do we need to worry about it? Nope. Complete, like, don't worry about it. That's complete bullshit. If you're applying enough pressure to cause permanent damage, well, you're a fucking special human being. I, I don't know too many people that can go that insanely hard. But uh, yeah, anytime you get a deep tissue massage, anytime you, you put the bar on your back when you're doing a squat and you've got 300 pounds, there are cells... In the turning traps over. that are that are dying. Yeah, they're turning over. Yeah, every time you run, runners, mm. they will damage and kill bl red blood cells and cells in their feet and the rest of the body from the impact. So you are destroying cells in your body from from foam rolling, but you don't need to worry about it. Fuck, it's nothing, to, nothing bad. I thought it was funny because I had recently talked about how I, you know, I rarely ever use the foam roll anymore. But I don't know if you guys remember just day before yesterday, I was I was on it when we in the morning. Oh, I, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was rolling. And so the reason why I was was I my IT had gotten so tight um, that it was pulling my knee was actually aching and hurting and it was affecting my gait and the way I was yeah. walking through the day. And then I knew I was going to swim in so the it pool. Wasn't tracking properly. Yeah. And then I knew I was going to go into the swim in the pool. So my theory and, and thought process here is okay, if I get this temporary release from here now I'll start, which is exactly what happened, right? So I get on there, I'm digging it in, I've got the, the hyper ice thing on there, I'm rolling up and down on the, the vibrating thing. It gets, I get relief. Now my gait is normal. Now when I go into my training session for swimming, my swimming mechanics are normal. Last thing that I want to fuck up when I'm trying to learn good behavior mechanics in something like swimming right now is to have something bothering me that now starts to, to mess with that and then runs all the way up the kinetic chain. Yep. So yeah, I know that I didn't fix the root cause right then and there, but I also prevented more worse things from happening yes. by addressing that. And then now uh, after after that, that day, after I swam, I did a nice long mobility session when I came back exactly. here. Exactly. Because if all you ever do is foam roll or deep tissue massage, then you'll you'll keep going back. You'll keep going back to that well, and at some point that well will be dry, because you never fix the root cause. But if you if you use these techniques in combination with things that treat the root cause, you've got a winning formula. So mm. to give another great example, uh, this one more people I think would understand. So one of the most common posture issues that we see that even if you're not in fitness, you can totally see this is something called upper cross syndrome. A better name for it is forward shoulder uh, because it sounds the way it looks, right? So people with bad posture where their shoulders kind of come forward and a lot of times their head their head will jump forward. 
Now that posture, it's really common for people to have that posture, first of all, nowadays, because we work on computers. But what's also common about that posture is it tends to cause tightness in the neck. So people who have that posture, they tend to feel tension in their upper traps and their neck. Sometimes they'll even get headaches from it. Now, the reason why that's happening is because their shoulders are forward, other muscles that are trying to stabilize the shoulder girdle are being called into play. And in this case, it's the upper trap. So the reason why your neck gets so tight is because the muscles of the upper traps up by the neck are, and other muscles that are also doing the same thing are tightening up trying to stabilize your shoulder girdle and trying to do the job of other muscles that are just not working anymore, mm-hmm. namely the muscles that pull the shoulders back and kind of anchor them down. So if I see someone like that and their neck is tight and they've got forward shoulder, I know to fix the problem, I need to work on getting their shoulders to come back and down. I need to work on exercises to offset that. But what if their neck is fucking tight? What if it's so tight that every time we try, every time we try and do a movement, they can't even get into that position properly because it's so tight. Right. I'm going to have them see a massage therapist. The therapist is going to work those muscles so hard that they relax and the CNS kind of lays off for a second. Now I have enough time to work on the, the, the pattern that I want and blingo, blingo. You know, this have- is the type of stuff that makes our space so t- so tough for a consumer. That And I feel, hard, I feel bad for people that are listening because... It's challenging for me. I'm in the fucking space and we read all the fucking time. And you read an article like this and it's all supported by science. It's, Mm -hmm. it's actually very well written. It's, there's, it's mostly all true. Uh, but we know that for to blogs to go viral and for more people to read them and share them, that you've got to have some sort. You got to take it. You got to draw a line in the sand. You got to create some controversy to create dialogue and, and and conversation around it. And so, and that's what they're doing here with this article. But the but what it ends up really doing though is confusing somebody who's not sure if they should or should not be doing something like this. And it's like, oh shit, misinformation. We see this all the time in our mm-hmm. space, especially when we're talking about the benefits of all these things that are floating out there, whether it be peptides or yeah. fucking your uh, supplements, your protein powders, your muscle builders, your fat burners. Like they take a little bit of science. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. But then they they stretch it and they make this this crazy case for it. Right. And no, this cells reminds- die and replenish themselves. It, like it, to me, it's like. It's another way to get attention, and uh, unfortunately, it does sort of like cause a little bit of paranoia because if I read that and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm damaging all my cells," right. and you know, like, what am I doing to my body? Even though, like, you're just applying pressure and and you know, really just trying to reroute that pain signal, and, and in order to allow better movement, yeah. versus I'm not like rolling out an adhesion, I'm not breaking this up. Like the way that we described it earlier was wrong, so it is you know definitely valid to challenge yeah and in if you're foam rolling if you're foam rolling hard enough to cause permanent damage yeah boy i don't well i mean, I mean yeah. technically you are like that's like that's raking, the argument right? they're making is that uh you are foam rolling hard enough that you are that cells are bursting and 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 blood vessels are yeah. and so that's permanently or fundamentally changing you because well, you're not the same you see all the blood so vessels that's like, that's the science yeah. that they're using to to look, make you sound how, like it. it does you, bruising happens but like it ha- takes a long yeah. lot of pressure yeah, and a long me, time let me ask you guys this how often be honest now how often did you guys get bruises from using foam rollers and how often did your uh, clients get bruises from using foam rollers right i can tell you right now never 
I never had a client foam roll yeah. and come to me and have bruises well, on their one. body. Yeah. Okay. But, but super extreme. But that's not even the point, though. The point is, even and if bruising it, is even, damage. Well, even yeah. if they didn't bruise, your 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 body is changing. So it's it's. Well, my uh, point with the bruising, they were using is, one of the ones that had like the the spikes on it. Yeah. They just went like way too crazy yeah. with it for too long. Well, and my my the bruising even isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. I've had deep tissue work where I've gotten right the skin looked a little bruised or whatever. It fucking heals. Like there's nothing. It still heals. Yeah, there's nothing to worry. You know what this reminds me of? And there's truth. Yes, yeah, cells are definitely dying, and you are destroying some cells by a- applying pressure. So what? You apply. You sit on a log, and it's hard. You're probably going to kill some cells in your ass cheeks too. This reminds me of like here. Here's a good example. Okay, um, raw vegetables contain uh, I don't know 15 percent more nutrients than cooked vegetables do. And I can write a whole article about that. That's a great. This is a good. And 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 people will say, oh, then I should be eating only raw vegetables because mm-hmm. when you cook vegetables, you're destroying some of the nutrients. But see, that's not the whole story. Yeah. Because the whole story is, can you assimilate what you're eating? And yeah. the, and the truth is, you can assimilate way more, more when you cook something than when you eat it raw. Like you eat a bag of raw broccoli, and you tell me how your stomach feels. And <laughs> you're not assim- a rock contains more minerals than a cup of broccoli. Can you eat a rock? You know, so so you got to be very careful when you read these types of things. And again, I think you're right, Adam. I think he's just trying to get people to read the article because yeah. it sounds so alarmist. Right, totally. Right. Next question is from Christina Rice Wellness. Hey, hey. That's our friend. That's our girl. Can you talk about this P-Volve trend? Oh, my God. Let's the, get P-Volve. I don't even know Did what this is. Did you look it up? No, I didn't. Oh, Tell me. Oh, bro. What yeah. is it? It's it's interesting. It's definitely geared towards women, uh, and like we haven't revisited like the female myths in fitness okay, in a so long time. Is this a program, a theory, it's a, a program? It's a modality. This guy came up with. I believe he's from New York. Uh, but basically, going through like if you can get past all those old terms like you know the hysteria around women bulking from lifting weights. Uh, elongating mm. uh, muscles, like I mean, all these terms and things that we've dispelled, like since the the beginning of this podcast, are used and yeah. resurfacing in this guy's language. And like, if you get down to the nuts and bolts of the program, it's all like rubber bands and uh, like pumping moves with like uh, donkey kickbacks and you know really low impact in you know low intensity type of training it's garbage it's he's so what it is is it's, it looks like it's a combination of pilates uh you know band work he's you know what he's doing he's catering to every fake uh fear that has been perpetrated by the fitness industry 100 he's totally catering to it like you know um it's you a know, he you say he or, or yeah, the he. person yeah the, is, no, is the, a, the, the, yeah. the founder's a guy yeah our prehab approach to fitness elongates your shape Oh, and wow. build strength without bulk to help you carve out the most perfect body. Oh wow, that's yeah. right for you. <laughs> yeah, like like the like the most obvious bullshit. Doug, go yeah. down to the bottom of the webpage again, and yeah. then you actually click now, on the now, Instagram. Now, now check this out. But now he throws neuroscience in there, like he's trying to talk about priming as bottom, well bottom. as like being able to connect to to muscles, and so like you know. It, so basically, yeah, okay, maybe there's some validity there, but like like we talk about where I'm trying to prime and wake up sleepy butt syndrome or something like that, right? But then what? Then what? That's the whole workout. No, it's. I mean, look, it's better than nothing. It Click is, on their Instagram, Doug. There was an Instagram link at the bottom of the page. Yeah. It's it's a it's a uh, it is a workout, so it's better than nothing, um, but barely. It's uh, a lot of the verb the verbiage in it is to cater to. Look at this. This bullshit goes, fears. Booty bands. And, and this goes to this goes to the point we made in the intro to this show is 
the you're not lifting enough resistance to build sufficient muscle to speed up your metabolism. You're not. It's not. It's um, not enough. The the movements themselves are short range of motion. They're not going to give you the kind of functional strength that just basic weight training is going to do for you. It'll get you to your goals way slower than lifting weights, way slower. Now, if you like this and the only way you'll work out is do this versus do nothing, this is definitely yeah, go for it. It's better than do nothing. Yeah, it's but better look, than sitting on the couch. Me, just a little bit, though. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm looking at this right now. This is hilarious. It's embarrassing. Yeah, but here we go again. Like, uh, I'll tell you what is It's great, great brand name. Oh, it's oh, badass. It looks beautiful. On, the marketing, all that looks on great. On Instagram, yeah. it's extremely appealing. And this is what we're going to see more and more of. We're he's, gonna, he's kicking our ass with this. We're going to continue to see the movements, to see the gym sharks, to see the P-Volves, to see these companies that do a really good job speaking to the, this generation that's coming up that was born into Instagram yep. by giving them the things that, that appeals to them like this look and speaking them to a language that they that makes sense to them instead of like educating them on this. Right. And we're going to be duped into thinking they're great products. Yeah. Just I don't know how many people I were. To, you know how many people that I know that got suckered into the movement watch thing and were like showing me like how cool the watches were. And I'm like, dude, you can get that on Alibaba. Like, are you yeah. serious? Like, yeah. you really think it's a great watch? Like, it's like an insult to talk to a guy who's like into watches and tell me like how cool that watch they is. It's not slap, a fucking cool slap watch. a sticker logo. But on I it. was, but I was more fascinated with, wow, that's look how many people are convinced that because they did such a good job of branding it on Instagram. It yep. is. Well, look, look, I'm not gonna look, smoke and mirrors. I'll tell you something right now. If I didn't have integrity. I could 100% create a company like this and, and blow uh, it up. Yeah, just just hit them on all their insecurities. I, I know what. Look at the verbiage. Here's the verbiage. Just listen to me here. Now this is beautiful, by the way, in terms of the the the. It's smart. The verbiage is very smart marketing. Listen to this. Ready? The P the Pvolve method, elimination of bulk, creating beautiful shape and definition. Here's the next one. Yeah, elimination. Specifics of bulk. specifics include more defined thighs, a higher butt. A stronger core. Brilliant. Oh, I get Brilliant. a higher butt? Yeah. It's higher. Works with any body shape, any fitness level. Low impact anti-pulse training is easy on your joints. So now they're selling you on the ease of it. That's easy. It's, hard. it's not hard yeah. at all. Yeah. Activation of hard to reach muscles. What the fuck does that mean? Where, where are we trying to I feel reach? like I'm reading an ad. It's like, what is it, a toothbrush? Get all up in there. It's like a toothbrush with a long handle or something. Reach those hard-to-reach uh, teeth yeah, in the back. Yeah, yeah uh, a noticeable boost to your overall health while being in confidence. It's all, it's all marketing. It's Imagery all is insane, man. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, it's just, look, here, ladies listening right now, here's the deal, okay? Run. If yes. you Run away from it. If you want to get... Uh, a body that it that is sculpted, it's banging. lean, that's firm. You want uh, you know your butt to develop. You want your legs to develop. You want a tight core. You want nice defined arms. You want to be strong. You want to feel fit and strong. The fastest way to get there is to lift weights, yeah. and of course you have to have a good diet. Lift weights, lift heavy. Try to build muscle. Don't worry, yeah. you're and not. Maps gonna, aesthetics half off right you're, now. Yeah, you're not going to wake up tomorrow, and you're you're not going to wake up looking like a man the, the next day. I guarantee you, that's not going to happen. Nobody has those genetics. Now, if you do have the genes where you build a lot of muscle, you still want to get there as fast as possible. Still lift fucking weights. If you ever get to the point where you look in the mirror and you're like, whoa. This is the perfect body. I don't want to build any more muscle. Then you can go do P-Volve and just, you know, back up a little bit and don't yeah. have to lift yeah. and just back off a little bit. But to get -evolve. there, but to get there, you got to lift weight. There's nothing that's going to get you there faster than lifting weights. And all P-Volve is and all these Pilates and all these other classes are, they are resistance training. 
not just light. It's crap. But it's 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 resistance, but <laughs> to such a small degree that to get you to your goal, it's going to take you so damn long. Yeah. It's the first time you work out with weights, do it for a couple of weeks, you'll be like, wow, I got more results in two or three weeks of, of weight training than I did in six months of. You know, this kind of pulsing. It's insulting calling it resistance training. Yeah, garbage. Uh, l- lipstick and a dress on a pig. It's still a fucking pig. Next question is from Andrew Beth. What do you think of diets based off of DNA tests? This is going to get more and more popular um, in the coming years. I'm where, interested in it. Yeah, where what they do is they'll test your DNA, and then based off of certain markers, they'll tell you if your DNA says that you're going to w- respond better to a diet that's higher in animal proteins or... Hmm. You're one of those people that maybe has bad lipid profiles if you eat too many saturated fats because there are people like that out there. You know, you'll respond better to carbohydrates, all that stuff. Here's the problem with all that is it that is at most, and by the way, our, our, our right now our, our science is not up to the point where they can really do this very well. So even this, the stuff you'll get now, I would take it with a grain of salt. But even in the future, at most, that's going to give you half of the equation. The other half of the equation is your environment, context, your emotions around certain things. Like if, if imagine your DNA test comes back and it says that the absolute best diet in the world for you is one in which you're going to eat, uh, you know, uh, lots of beef, for example. You need to eat lots of beef and you hate beef. Beef is disgusting. Well, guess what diet's not going to work for you? That diet. So it's not going to work for you. Um, the other thing is your gut microbiome and how that changes. And, uh, you know, do you d- develop food intolerances because you've, you know, inflammation and all these other things. So I think it's half of the equation, but I don't think it's now, ever going to give you the, all the answers you want. Now, that being said, I'm really excited about this stuff. I, um, you know, being a trainer 16, 17 years now, like uh, I I remember when we first started and everything was longhand and there was a lot of speculation and we didn't have a lot of things to use to measure and the amount of tools that we have today just compared to 15, 16 years ago is insane to me. And I just see this as a, another potential tool. Uh, like you're saying, Sal, I, I, I wouldn't... Just another piece of the puzzle. Right, exactly. I, would, I wouldn't take this information. It's the same thing I talk about with the DEXA scans and I, and I talk about the Everlywell test and the Me Too stuff. All that's not Me Too. The, <laughs> the, the, what's it called? Yeah, the 23 and Me. 23 and Me. Me Too. Wrong movement. A little different. A little yeah. different. Yeah. Anyway. You know what I mean though, right? Yeah, yeah. The 23 and Me. All that stuff <laughs> is... <laughs> that was a great Freud. That was in a yeah, Freudian stuff. I don't even know what that was. Uh, <laughs> you pulled that out of the air, right? So those, I mean, all these things. Yeah, hopefully, I, your twenty-three in me test is voluntary. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a voluntary <laughs> test. Let's just put that out there. They forced it on me. Oh my god, oh, I took god. it too far. Now. No, yeah, no. So I think it, the more the more uh, data and information, uh, these fat secret apps that we have, we use the the you know the body bug fit the Fitbit type of tools. Like it, it doesn't matter to me that. Uh, the, how precise they all are. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I know that there's too many other variables that change minute by minute. I mean, we we now know that you can think a thought and change your your chemistry and stuff that's going on inside of your body. So the the amount of that fluctuating all day long. I don't know if we'll ever have something that's right real real time and can tell us these things. But for now, I think being able to utilize all these tools to kind of help you in the right direction, then why not, you know? Yeah, I, I think the other thing too is um, epigenetics is kind of a fascinating new field where, yeah. you know, you may have your, a particular type of DNA, but your lifestyle changes how it's expressed. Mm. 
And can that change from, you know, season to season? Or is it expressed one way and then that's it? Epigenetics shows that it changes with your lifestyle. So you may have mm. a you may have the a, a, you know, be predisposed for something, mm-hmm. but it's only predisposed if you live a stressful life, if you don't get good sleep, if you whatever. Right. So that's it, why it's so hard to nail down, right? Right, right. And so I don't think I think I'll always probably take it with a grain of salt, but I, I, I will tell you what what does excite me is that I think future like data that's going to be real exciting is the stuff that's all real time. Yeah, you know where I'm wearing a device that tells me how my blood sugar is responding, how my cortisol yeah, is we're, responding. We're how, we're probably well, a ways from that, don't you think of it yeah. being really really accurate? Ten like years. I just think I'm curious like this. Like, don't you guys think this? And this is totally speculating. I'd like to hear what you think. Like. Imagine you 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 can go back and figure out where your family came from. They came from a part of the world, uh, let's say like Antarctica, right? Even though it's not realistic, but let's say that <laughs> for your hang My with people, me. hang with me. So transparent in, in, in a place where you you don't get a lot of sunlight, right? And so you're having to eat in a fashion and in a manner that gets all this. You need to consume more vitamin D, or you need to make up. For, Lots of seal fat, right? right. Yeah. You, you got to make up for what you're lacking there, and that's 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 a hundred years ago. That's where your family is from. You're now here, and so maybe your body is already set up to not, you know, produce as much of it because of where you came you came from, and so you need to get it in your diet. And then now you're in a place where in your life, and you're not consuming that, or we're in closed doors. I just feel like there's got to be something connected to that. It just I, makes I, sense to me how similar you are to your child and your child is, you know, to your grandparents. Like there's so many well, similarities. See, but it goes even further than that. See, this is the thing. Epigenetics is even like mother to child or father to child. Mm-hmm. So let's say you let's say you and your wife uh, are living in a stressful situation um, and then she gets pregnant the the fa- and she's still stressed out while she's pregnant that could change the way the genes are expressed because of the mm. environment that the fetus thinks it's being born into so although yeah. the dna is the same the way it's expressed is different because of the environment it's so much more complex than we think it's not nearly as easy as Oh, here's your DNA. This is what you're predisposed to. No, I'm to. with you in terms of like it, it needs to be real time for me to really start paying attention. And I don't know what that looks like other than having like some kind of nanobot like that you ingest that like interprets like everything real time, temperature, you know, your gut flora. Because even the gut flora itself, like as they measure it, those poop tests, that's old news. You know, that, those are, that, that's what what happened. Like, you know, wow, that's dead cells. Those are the cells that lost. Yeah, that lost the battle. Those are the ones that are alive in your gut that you need to pay attention to. I, I honestly think that in the future it'll it'll be real time where you'll literally it'll get to the point where you will have an app or whatever that's going to tell you, uh, no, don't eat yet, don't eat yet. And you're like, oh, I'm hungry. No, you know, it's probably not a good idea to eat. Okay, now eat now. Eat. Aim for these macros. Here's the meal you should eat, and it's all completely based on your body's real-time chemistry and microbiome and needs and then based off of your goals, I think that's where the future is headed, where you're literally just going to go on your phone. It's going to tell you what to do. And then who knows if they'll connect that to food apps and other shit where you'll get that shit delivered to you right right away. But right now, diets based off of current DNA testing, eh, waste of your time. I don't think – I think it's cool. Look at it. And it might confirm what you already believe, like – Here's the thing, too. A lot of times people will do these DNA tests and it'll be like, wow, my DNA test says that 
you know, I, I'll do really well by eating a lot of meat. And I'll always ask him like, okay, well, how do you feel when you eat a lot of meat? I feel good. Did you need a test to tell you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think you need a test for that. So, yeah. um, uh, yeah, no, I don't think, I don't think that we're anywhere near the, the point where I would give lots of validity to this. Are they expensive? The 23 and me tests are what, 100 bucks? Something like that? The me too mm. ones, like the, half that. T- the t- <laughs> 23 and me too. <laughs> 23 and me too tests. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doug came up with that. Terrible. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, check this out. If you go to mindpumpfree.com, you can download any of our guides for free. We've got a lot of guides on there, and they cost nothing. They're free for everybody. Also, if you want to check us out on social media, we all have our own individual social media pages. You can find my page at mindpumpsal on Instagram. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, and you can also find Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.